next Sunday. Next Sunday begins a 21-day season of prayer and fasting for us here at Shannon Oaks Church. Now, I don't know what your previous experience is with prayer and fasting over prolonged periods, uh, but I just want to encourage you this morning that um, when Jesus said in Matthew chapter 4 that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, that there is some validity to the sustainability of this thing called life. And we, as human beings, need to, from time to time, pull away from the things that satisfy and sustain in the physical so that we can be reminded and recharged when we rediscover of what really sustains and refreshes us in the spiritual. And so there is a practice of fasting that has been going on for thousands of years. And the entire time of that duration of that practice of fasting, it has been all about embracing the process of uh, denying the flesh in order to feed the spirit, in order to sacrifice um, the, what we need in the flesh so that we can receive in the spirit. And I think the Apostle Paul talks perfectly about uh, this practice in Philippians chapter 3, verses 7 through 11, where he says, whatever was to my gain, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. And what is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. And he goes on to talk about the beautiful relationship that we only begin to realize and, and step into when we engage the spiritual relationship with him for which we have been created. And that means that we hold very loosely the things in this physical realm. And so some of you may have known people in the past and along the way that have fasted and prayed for a specific season or a specific breakthrough in an area of their life. Listen, as a church in this upcoming season, our goal and our agenda is not aimed at specific breakthrough. Our goal is so that we can better attune our ears and our hearts and our spirits to hear, discern, and receive the Word of God that is spoken to us in more ways than we can acknowledge. And, and I really believe this, that when we become those people, that breakthrough will take care of itself. Amen? When we tune, attune ourselves to hear the voice of God. And so I want you to know that for me, your pastor, Eric Godwin, the Lord has already made very clear what he is asking of me to sacrifice in the physical for this upcoming season. And I want to assure you that it is greater than any sacrifice I have ever made before. Now, I'm not doing that so that you can pat me on the back and you can, and you can talk to your friends and family about, well, you know that Pastor Eric just got what it takes in the spiritual realm. I'm telling you that this morning so that you can wrestle with me in this journey. So that you can go beyond your limits in the physical, so that you can go beyond the limits that you've ever journeyed into in the spiritual, because I believe that's what it's all about. And so this morning, I want to ask you, today and for the next seven days, as we draw near to the beginning of that season, what is the Lord inviting you to sacrifice in the physical? What is it that He's asking you to lay down to, to, to step away from its satisfaction and it, it, its, its thought of sustainment so that you can really be received and, re and connected and recharged in the spiritual. Is that food for some of you? Is that technology for others? 
I know some of you in this room this morning do a great job taking care of your physical bodies and you go to the gym on a regular basis. Maybe for some of you, he's asking you to step away from the physical and use that time to build up the spiritual person that he's created you to be. What is it for you? Is it relationships? Is it activity? I'm asking you and expecting you at Shannon Oak Church over the next seven days to gain some clarity and discernment on that so that you can nourish your spirit during this upcoming season. I believe and I'm asking you to believe with me that there's going to be tremendous fruit to come from what God is going to grow and create within us at Shannon Oaks Church. There are 30-minute slots every day during that 21-day period from 3 p.m. to 10 p.m. that we're going to have the church facility open. 30-minute slots, that's 294 individual slots over that period of time. And I believe that that we as God's people and the family of Shannon Oaks Church are going to commit to find an opportunity for us to come and be present on this campus and to pray and to fast here and to worship Him in this place, in this space, as He continues to lead us forward at Shannon Oaks Church. And in the back of the, the chairs that are in this room today, there's a pocket in some of those chairs. There are prayer request cards. And so if, if you don't know how in the world you could fill a 30-minute spot in prayer, I'm asking every one of you this morning who has a burden and a need on their heart that would love for the family of Shannon Oak Church to take that before the throne of God in this upcoming season, to, t- to take that today and in the days to come and to fill that out. To, to write down your prayer request and your need and drop it in the giving boxes as you leave this, this room over the next few weeks. And we want to know, we want you to know that even if you don't come with a heart that just is overflowing and full of words to pray and, and listen and exchange for the Lord in conversation, that we're going to make it easy for you and, and edify and build up and stand in the gap on behalf of the family of Shannon Oaks Church in this season. Can we agree to do that, Shannon Oaks? Can we agree that we're going to engage this season for all God has ordained it to be? Yeah, let's give him a, pr- a round of applause because he's worthy. And we don't know what we're going to need along this journey, but we know that we're going to need his strength to be perfect in our weakness. Amen? And I believe he's going to come through and be faithful as he always is. We're continuing in this morning in a series called Not So Quiet Time. Not So Quiet Time. This scripture that is the the foundation and the premise for this series is John chapter 10, verse 27, where Jesus says, my sheep listen to my voice, I know them and they follow me. That verse and that scripture gives us a great indication about how our encounters with God are to be. And our, our, our encounters with God are never intended to be quiet times because we have been made in his image a conversational God and we are therefore a conversational people. And so there is uh, both speaking and listening that takes place in our encounters with God on both parties. And I want to remind us this morning why this is so beneficial for us right here in 2018. Why it is so critical for Shannon Oaks Church to, to, to recenter on the reality that our God speaks to us as we speak to him and that we have been equipped with what we need to hear his voice. voice. And that is, number one, you have been perfectly designed to hear the voice of God in your life. You have been perfectly designed to hear God's voice in your life. You may be here this morning saying, I have never 
knowingly acknowledge the voice of God within my spirit. I've never known that I've encountered the voice of God in, in my life. I want to tell you this morning that you have been perfectly designed to hear God's voice in your life. Number two, no one, no one is more true and consistent with his word than our God. No one is more true and consistent with his word than our God who is our Father. And lastly, when we attune our ears to the truth of God, we experience the freedom of God. And there's some of us in the room today who have never experienced the freedom of God because we have been absolutely content or absolutely misled in this journey to think that we don't need to hear the voice of God or we don't, we, we're not equipped to hear the voice of God. And I want to tell you this morning, Shannon Oaks Church, Praise the Lord for this reality that I, your pastor, am not the only one in this room right here right now who has been equipped and gifted with the capacity to hear God's voice for his people. Amen? There, there are many people, many, many people in this room this morning who have everything they need to hear the voice of God in their life. And I suspect that God speaks to us more often than we realize. I believe God loves his children so much, so much that he is constantly speaking words over us. And his, in our journeys of life, he has embedded messages along the way that we are to discover and realize that he is the author of so that we can give him praise and adoration for his goodness and faithfulness. I believe that God speaks to us more often than we realize. I believe that God speaks to us in more ways than we recognize. In more ways than we recognize. Jonathan already spoke this morning about the beauty of the creation as it, as it awoke until this day. As the seeing the sun rise and hearing the birds sing and the trees shiver in the breeze. What a beautiful declaration of the God's faithfulness to his children and his beautiful plan that he has woven into the foundations of the earth for each one of us. God speaks to us in more ways than we recognize. And last but not least, Shannon Oaks, I believe that God speaks to us for greater purposes than we emphasize. I believe there is a greater purpose for hearing and receiving the voice of God in our lives than just to show up at a certain place at a certain time during the course of any given week. I believe that hearing the voice of God in our life has a greater purpose than we ever emphasize in our lives and with our, within our families and our homes. And I believe that for that very reason and those reasons that, that it is critically important that we continue on this journey to lean in, to attune our ears to the voice of God as he speaks to his children. A couple of months ago, at the end of one of our services right here in this room. My wife, Mandy, joined me down here at the front during a time of worship and response. And, and shortly after that began, the band began to play. There was a partner of our church who, who made their way down the aisle and, and approached me and, and very quickly just confidently said, I'm here to pray for you. 
I was a little shocked and surprised because that's why I was down here was so that I could pray for someone else. And, and as this person began to, to utter the prayer that the Lord had laid on their heart, I began to hear words of awareness, words of affirmation, words of encouragement. And after the prayer was, was over, my wife and I both very quickly affirmed our love for the messenger and we expressed our gratitude for the, the, the gift of the words that had been shared with us. And as we left that day a couple of months ago, we, we went back to engaging life as normal, although we were, you know, somewhat encouraged and, and lifted up and, and surprised and blessed by what had just happened, but, but largely unsuspecting. And about four weeks later, when there the Godwin family found themselves in the midst of a very rattling circumstance. It was my wife, Mandy, who pointed me back to the words that had been shared with us, spoken over us after one of our services here just a short time prior. And as the winds continued to blow and the waves continued to crash it was those words that became a very real and present conduit of peace and hope for the Godwins. And they became a very real anchor for our souls. And I assure you this morning, Shannon Oaks Church, that there is no way that this person who offered that prayer to us and over us had any idea what was going on in our lives or what would be going on in our lives a few weeks down the road. And there is no way that this person was attuned to the reality of, of what would transpire. There's no way unless, unless those words spoken to someone and through someone were really a rhema as we remember from last week, a revealed word from God that was spoken to someone and through someone for us. And this morning, I tell you that story because I believe that God still has a plan and a purpose for speaking messages to his children that are ultimately for other children in his family. And so far on this journey in our Not-So-Quiet Time series, we've, we've had a fresh encounter with God's written word. And last week, we, we encountered this idea of the reality of God's re revealed word to us. And this morning, I want to spend our time together today acknowledging the value of God's shared word spoken to and through his children for the overall good of his family. And this morning, I want to know, I want you to know that I'm speaking to two groups of people in the room today. I'm speaking to the ones who hear God's word for others, and I'm speaking to the ones who receive God's word through others. Now, there is quite a bit of overlap between those two groups, but there are two distinct platforms from which we are engaging the message and the word of God today. So I want you to, to look at your neighbor this morning right out of the gates, and I want you to ask them this question, what's he saying to me through you? Ask them that question this morning. What's he saying to me through you? Now, some of you this morning may be a little apprehensive as you turn and ask that question, and I bet I know why. 
Maybe not for everybody, but for some people this morning, I bet I know why there's a little apprehension in your spirit this morning as you ask that question and invite a message like that to come from a neighbor sitting next to you. And here's why I believe it to be the case is in Ephesians chapter 4, the Apostle Paul is, is preaching to the, the church in Ephesus and he is, he is encouraging them and, and, and telling them about how to, to coexist in such a way that they represent the, the, the true body of Christ that they have been created to be. And Paul tells them in, in, in verse uh, chapter 4, verse 15, he says, instead, instead of, of speaking the things that sound like truth, but are really lies, he said, instead we speak the truth in love, growing in every way more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. Now, I know somebody hears that phrase, speaking the truth in love, and automatically you're cringing. Because your, your, your body takes you back, your, your spirit takes you back to a place and a conversation in time where someone within the church severely abused that liberty. Amen? I've done it. I've done it myself. Where I have seen a brother or a sister and I have spoken words to them that were really uh, the response of my flesh. But, but I offered to them because I knew that to me it seemed like truth. And I wanted to communicate what I knew to be true to them in such a way that they could respond and correct their behavior. And, and we could move together more unified and better. But I want to remind you this morning, because I need to be reminded myself, that God never gave us permission to be flesh messengers. God never opened the door for us to respond and speak out of the overflow of our flesh. Because he has gone over and above, if anything else, to remind us through his word that our flesh is broken That its antenna don't receive the true messages that are there to be communicated. And therefore, because we can't interpret them appropriately, we should never try to communicate them effectively. Amen? But you and I have been created as the body of Christ to be spirit messengers. God has created us to be spirit messengers. And so many times we have said, you know what, brother, sister... I'm just speaking the truth in love. It's what the Bible says is true and appropriate for the body of Christ, but but we have abused that and we have wounded one another in ways that our spirits can't adequately comprehend. And so I'm asking you to join me this morning. If you've ever found yourself in that place, can we just come together to a common ground and a place of confession and repentance this morning? Can, Can we acknowledge that we have misuse the liberty to which God has entrusted his church to communicate truth and love, and we have leveraged it for the the kingdom of our flesh that is broken. Anybody else with me this morning? If If you're with me this morning, say yeah. All right, got a few of you. I believe God still wants to use others to speak into your life today. That's the reason we're having this conversation. God's word, written word is important. His revealed word to the individual is important. But listen, Shannon Oaks, I believe that God has a greater plan. And he loves to communicate 
through his children to other children that he loves passionately. And so this morning in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, I want to read a passage together. And I want to put this passage in its context so that we hear appropriately the, the message that's being communicated. We see 1 Corinthians 14 coming immediately on the tail end of 1 Corinthians 13. And, and many of us got married and, and under the umbrella of those words, right? We stood at the altar and we said, love never fails, right? Love keeps no record of wrongs and, and all those beautiful things that are true of the love that comes from God. But, but 1 Corinthians 13 comes immediately on the tails of 1 Corinthians 12 where Paul launches into a discourse and conversation with the church there in Corinth about how to utilize the gifts that come from the Spirit for everyone's good and the glory of God. And he begins to talk about some of the things that, that the Spirit gives to his church and, and his children. Things like words of knowledge and, and, and words of wisdom that God speaks to his children so that they can speak through his children to other children. And as he gets to the bottom of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, he says, but let me show you a more excellent way. And he, and he begins to talk about love being the only appropriate avenue for the exercise of gifts that come from him. Because after all, he is love. Amen? And in 1 Corinthians 14, we open up with verses 1 through 5. And I want you to read those with me together. It says this, Let love, therefore, be your highest goal. But you should also desire the special abilities the Spirit gives, especially the ability to prophesy. For if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will be talking only to God, since people won't be able to understand you. You will be speaking by the power of the Spirit, but it will all be mysterious. But one who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. And a person who speaks in tongues is strengthened personally, but one who speaks a word of prophecy strengthens the entire church. I wish you could all speak in tongues, Paul says, but even more, I wish you could all prophesy. Now, I'm not here this morning to, to dive into the gift of speaking in tongues. What I'm here to dive into in our gathering today is the beauty and the elevation that Paul gives the gift of prophecy. Now, somebody is in here this morning and, and thinks that prophecy means foretelling, the ability to tell the future of what's going to happen so that we can be prepared and, and know how to respond accordingly so that we might be able to circumvent particular circumstances or situations. But I'm here to tell you this morning that throughout the course of Scripture, the word prophecy is not so much used to communicate foretelling as it is forth-telling, to simply be a spokesperson for God. Because if you think about it, which doesn't really make a lot of sense, but follow me here if you minute, if you will. The, the, the conversation of foretelling, telling the future for a God who is not limited by time, my mind can't traverse a conversation like that. And so the reality is for a God who is not bound by time, he is most of all concerned with truth, irregardless of time. Amen? God is concerned about communicating truth to his children, and he has gifted his children with an ability to prophesy, to speak his truth to and over his children. 
This morning, I want to give you some tools to recognize God's word that is spoken to and through others. There are four things that I want to gift to you this morning that I believe God wants us to hang on to for discerning God's revealed word to and through others. Now, if you were here last week and you took notes last week, these might look a lot like last week's notes. And I want to tell you something this morning before we ever get started. They're the exact same. And here's why. Because it doesn't take a rocket scientist to say that if we're trying to discern and identify the voice of God, regardless of its messenger, we can utilize the same filter to discern it. Amen? All right. Number one, four ways to recognize God's revealed word to and through others. Number one, would God say it? Would God say it? If you hear someone speak or you receive a word from God that you believe is for someone else, ask yourself whether you're on the receiving or the giving end of that message. Would God say this? Does it sound like something God would say? If it doesn't sound like God's voice, then don't proceed any further from that point right there. Don't take it for what it's not. Number two, does it produce the fruit of the Spirit? Last week we said we really underestimate the fruit of peace in our lives when critical decisions and seasons come our way. God has gifted us with something that is produced in us and through us by him that gives us a great indication of his presence with us, peace and love, endurance. Number three, is it specific? God is not a God of generalization. And so if God gives a word or, uh, to you or through someone else to you, ask yourself, is it specific? Now listen, there may be a challenge for the, the conduit person, the one who has received the word for someone else, to know the specificity of the words that are being urged to be spoken to another. That's where we have to trust that God is who he says he is. And if we can conceive that there is some characteristic of specificity here, then I believe God wants us to move forward. Now, as a receiver, when we hear the word of God spoken to us, whether that's through a rhema directly from him or through someone else or whether he reveals it in other ways, you and I should know that it is the voice of God because it specifically addresses something, some area in our life. When Jonathan asked us this morning, he said, how many of you know that the Lord is calling you out in an area of your life? He has greater things for you in this area. Listen, we all know we could be more like Christ, amen? But, but we, we get lost and paralyzed in that journey if we never address the specific steps between here and there. And so God gives us exactly what we need in the specifics. His spirit deals in the specifics. And lastly, number four, does it stir faith in God? Does it stir faith in God? For somebody here this morning, when God gives you a word that you know is for somebody else, is he stirring faith in you to give you the confidence to share it with someone else? God always leads us beyond where we are. And last week we said that revelation from God always brings transformation. Revelation from God always brings transformation. This is the part we've missed 
in sharing the truth in love with our brothers and sisters that is really just an expression of our broken sin nature. Because revelation always brings transformation into the likeness of Christ. Not guilt, not shame, not fear, not condemnation, not idolatry, transformation. And Shannon Oaks, I want to tell you this morning that Jesus Christ, the living Son of God, modeled this so well for us. He modeled it so well for us. In John chapter 12, we pick up with the the story of his life and and approaching the last week of his life here on earth and the triumphant entry. And and there is no greater opportunity uh, before the crucifixion where Jesus had a chance to boast in his glory and to take credit for being the Son of God. But in John chapter 12, verse 49 through 50, we see this. He says, Jesus says, I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me has himself given me a commandment, what to say and what to speak. And I know that his commandment is eternal life. What I say, therefore, I say as the Father has told me. Jesus modeled the shared word so well for us. He heard from God. And he addressed to those God put before him as God discerned and directed. But he's Jesus. I know it's easy for us to dismiss the example of Christ to say that that he is a model of perfection that you and I could never live up to or attain. And that is truth. But look at this in Romans chapter 8 verses 9 and 10. But you are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit. If you have the Spirit of God living in you. And remember that those who do not have, get this, the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to Him at all. And Christ lives within you. So even though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. Shannon Oaks, this morning somebody has been setting themselves up for disappointment and and failure in their journey of faith because they've been trying to attain the perfection of Jesus Christ. But what God wants us to understand as his children is, number one, we are only his children because we can never attain the, the, the status of perfection. But God has put perfection within us. Amen. Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, is with, alive and well within his children. And I'm here to tell you this morning that Jesus still lives. Right? Let's not forget that Easter is still relevant today. Right? He rose from the grave because he's still alive among his church. And we see that he is alive within you. And within you, and within you, and and within all of you who have trusted him and placed your faith in him, Jesus still lives. And this is why, Shannon Oaks, this is why coming together with other believers, with the purpose to exalt the name and the cause of Christ and glorify the Father is so critically important. It's because Jesus still lives. But look at this in Matthew chapter 18, verse 20. Jesus says, for where two or three are gathered together as my followers, I am there among them. Jesus still lives, and these words still apply. His word is truth today, and where two or three of his followers are gathered together in his name, he is still there among them because Jesus still lives, and Jesus still loves 
the church. This is why we as the church in 2018 cannot compromise the gathering of the saints. Is because Jesus, his word is still true and he still has a special place and a purpose for the gathering of the saints. Because he has intended to communicate not just to us but through us. And if we're never together, we never get to experience the fullness for which he has created us, his family to live and to exist. Jesus still loves his church. And I'm sorry if, if, if this just doesn't fit the cultural norm. This is something that you just can't get at home on Sunday mornings. This is something that you can't just tap into at the ball fields miles down the road. This is something that Jesus has specifically reserved and ordained for the gathering of his children. I suspect that God speaks to us more often than we realize, in more ways than we recognize, and for greater purposes than we emphasize. Shannon Oaks Church, if you don't hear anything else I say to you this morning, hear this. Jesus Christ still speaks. He still lives. He still loves his church. And he still speaks. And by God's grace power and abundant blessing, I am not the only one whom he has gifted and called and created to speak to his children. The room is full of you this morning. And so my charge to you this this morning today is to let him speak to you. Let him speak to you. And let him speak to you through others. What value have you placed on the voice of God in your life? What value have you placed on hearing and receiving and speaking the things that he is speaking to his children? I promise you this. We have not yet experienced the fullness for the gathering of his family like this. And so this morning, I want to give permission to some of you in the room today who know that God speaks to you a message that is ultimately for someone else. It may be someone else in this room, or it may be someone else beyond the walls of this place. And if you feel like God is is, is doing that within your spirit, then I need to give you permission this morning to trust God. To use wisdom and discernment by asking, is, does it sound like something God would say? Does it produce the fruit that he produces? Does it stir faith in me and in others? And is it specific to a specific situation that's going on in their life? And if he affirms all of those, then trust him and be confident, not in who you are necessarily, but in who he has made you to be. And what he has entrusted to you and through you for the glory of Jesus. And I know I'm not the only one in the room today who I know God has, at some point in the past, has spoken a message that is aimed and intended for someone else. And I have restricted that. And I have not moved forward in confidence and faith to communicate the message that he has entrusted to me and through me. 
And I know I'm not the only one in the room like that today. And if that's you, listen, the Lord wants us to just simply come to a place and to become a people who move confidently at the promptings of his spirit. Romans chapter 8 says this, that, that those who are led by the spirit of God are the children of God, are the sons of God. And his desire for us and his plan for this church right here, right now, is that you and I would hear his voice. We would listen to him, that we would know that we're in an intimate, personal relationship with him, and we follow him. But as he speaks to us and through us, that we would be obedient and faithful to his cause of building his kingdom here. I know many of you have stories like I shared this morning, where someone has come to you and spoken words to you or over you that in that moment may or may not have been something that that stirred faith in you, but in God's appropriate time and season, they became exactly what you needed to hear from Him. Shannon Oaks, let us be a people who trust God. Let us be a people who hear his voice and respond to him obediently and confident in who he is and who he has made us to be. So this morning, I want to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes. And I just want to ask you to ask God this question this morning. God, is there something that you want me to hear from you for someone else? Is there something that you want me to hear from you for someone else? And listen, he may not answer that question right now in this moment. It may be later on this week as you're driving down the road, as you're in the shower, whatever it is, as you're cooking for your family. But listen when he speaks and responds to him. Be obedient and confident to move forward in the journey of faith. I want to ask that you stand to your feet as I pray for you this morning. Father, I thank you for your word, written, revealed, and shared. And Lord, we pray that your words would have the power of life and creativity and redemption and healing and wholeness that you have always created them to have. And Lord, that we would be a people who hold on to your words, confident in hope that you are who you say you are. And we get to be through Jesus who you've created us to be as your children. Lead us by your spirit in this moment. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. If you need prayer for any reason, I invite you to come.